Today is September 20th, 2014. It's 9.34 in the morning. And I've been studying the Bible this morning for a good while. A couple hours. And last night is the night that I finally got to meet Jenny Souther. One of my subscribers who God had directed to the Losing Everything to Find It All story. And she was going to kill herself and God used my story to stop her from killing herself. And we got to meet last night for the first time in about a year and a half. And it was really, really wonderful. And God had some other reasons for us to meet, um, primarily to encourage her and her faith. And then God actually used it in my life where she had questions about why was I having such a hard time with the idea of making money and charging for this project that incidentally she's going to help me print? So we talked about that last night and then to my amazement, my father never ceases to amaze me. I checked my email into two and a half hours into my Bible study this morning. I felt led to check my email and I see this email from Wisdom Hunters today that says, monetize your mission. And I'm like, what? And I open it up and it says, the master commended the dishonest manager because he had acted shrewdly. For the people of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own kind than are the people of the light. Luke 16.8 Creating an economic structure around passion and purpose can be a prayerful and godly goal. It could be converting informal, free advice into a formalized fee for coaching, consulting, or counseling. It may mean engaging a hobby such as painting, writing, or singing and moving it into the market as a valued product. God gives gifts and skills to create a living. There are times to give away time and expertise, and there are times to monetize our mission. Money is not our motivation, but it is a byproduct of producing value around what makes us wakes us up in the morning. Why waste our lives just working for a paycheck when we can creatively come up with ways to channel our in, energies and ex, experiences into an economic endeavor? Christ commends shrewd servants of His who innovate <laughs> new ways to make friends and influence people. Indeed, we are called to be creative for Christ's sake. Your life is attractive when you live out your mission with passion and productivity. Trust God to give you the wisdom to make a living from living for His call. I've been struggling for so long with working on this this project and God has told me so many times that to turn down money. And I've been living as I'm homeless right now. I've been living as a homeless person for so long and I haven't had the money to pay child support for my cancer. (laughs) For so long. And now God is finally giving me permission to make money. I remember praying about two years ago or so. I said, God, I said, God, if I could just get paid to read your word and to teach your word, because I love it so much. And this whole time I've been working on this project for about 18 months, I was just going to give it away. 
And now God is telling me I can earn money from it. And he's been confirming with me. I've been so reluctant. So reluctant to do anything that would take money. And last night when I met Jenny, this girl who God used my story to save her life. One of the main things that she wanted to ask me about was why why have I had such a problem making money? Why have I had such a problem with the idea of making money? And I explained to her about my weakness, about desiring money, and money was always my motivation. And, um, you know, God has clearly emptied me of that motivation. I don't have that motivation anymore. I have a need for money, but I don't have a desire for it anymore. I would like to have enough to give to other people, primarily my kids and my ex-wife. And I've looked like a complete idiot for so long. I have waited. And I don't despise that at all because I know in all that waiting there's been so much character development. God changed my heart by me denying myself of money for so long. It, It changed my heart towards money. God knew what he was doing. And about, I guess it was about a month ago, I was sharing this idea, I guess maybe the first couple of printouts of the project, Walking with Jesus with my friend Bobby, who I've been staying at his place. And Bobby said, man, you ought to, you ought to sell this, man. You ought to package this and sell it. And immediately I had this resistance to it. I've been just kind of sitting around waiting that God would send donations. You know, I thought that God would just send, have somebody send a bunch of money and then I could give away this stuff for free. And and um, so Bobby tells me, you know, you need to, you need to, you got to sell this. And I was like, you know, I, I just can't. I don't, I don't know about that. And I had a huge red flag over it, but I listened to him respectfully. And then I, I went to the woods and I prayed and I just felt this peace. And I noticed that God hadn't told me 919, He hadn't told me 525, He hadn't told me to, to not move forward on it. And, um, you know, what's amazing to me is that yesterday was 919. You know, I mean, yesterday's date was 919. And while the cloud remained over the tabernacle a long time, the Israelites obeyed God and did not. God for a long time and I felt set out and it's been so hard to put my children through this oh, it's been so long and so hard and yesterday was 9-19 Yesterday was 9.19 and I remember being somewhere, actually, I don't remember if it was last night, I think it was yesterday morning, it was, it was yesterday morning, I was looking at my email or something and it said, you know, 9.19, 
at 9.19. And I was just like, wow. I couldn't believe that. You know, it's like a double 9.19. You know? And now it's like the day after 9.19. I feel like I can move forward with confidence. I feel like I can move forward with confidence. God is telling me it's okay. I believe He's telling me it's okay that I can move forward, that I can actually make money now. It's been so hard for me to even get my mind wrapped around this because for so long I've denied myself that I'm afraid. I'm afraid to let myself even have anything. <laughs> Gosh, tomorrow is the second. And tomorrow is the second year anniversary of the night that I met Laura. And then I told Jenny last night, you know, about how I've been waiting for Laura and I believe that she's going to be my wife. And I'm just, I pray for her and her kids every day. And I've been loving her without getting anything in return. I've been holding myself faithful. I've been praying for her. For two years, tomorrow night is two years from the night that I looked her in the eyes and I met her that night after having prayed, God, if you'll ever bring her back across my path again, Father, I will be courageous enough to introduce myself to her. And two years ago, tomorrow night is the night that God brought her back across my path. And I will never forget when she turned around and looked into my eyes. She's so beautiful. I just felt her kindness and her sweetness. And she was so kind to me. I felt like it was love at first sight when I looked into her eyes. I've been fighting against doubt and circumstances and human reasoning for two years as God has told me to just wait for her. Just wait for her. I have given her to you. Stand in faith. I, I have denied myself by God's grace for so long now that it's so hard for me to think about even having anything. my children so much. I want to give them so much. I want to take them on the best vacation they've ever been on. <laughs> I pray God just blesses me with so much finances that I have no choice but to receive it and to turn around and steward it and do good with it. so long. Oh my goodness, it's been so long. The day after 9-19, I get this email that says monetize your mission the day after 9-19. And the day before the second year anniversary of my meeting, Laura Brown who I have been waiting for 
and waiting for and believing for and praying for and waiting for and just striving to to stay faithful to and wait for. Maybe my time has come. Perhaps the Lord is saying, my time has come. I say, let it be. Let it be in Jesus' name. All of my family and my friends. Almost everybody has turned away from me. I have like three friends that know the whole story that have still stuck with me. The rest have distanced themselves. My father thinks there's something wrong with me. My mom has questioned for the longest time if something's wrong with me. She's finally starting to struggle with her own doubts, meaning she's finally come around to thinking, well, maybe God really is doing something with Michael and I just don't understand it. (coughs) I haven't been able to tell anybody. I've worked so hard on this project. I wanted it to be excellent. I wanted people to be proud when they held it in their hands. And now God is going to let me sell it. I don't, I don't even feel worthy. I don't feel worthy to be able to sell anything that has God's word in it and earn living for myself. I'm so humbled and so thankful. So humbled and so thankful all the times I've been in those woods crying to my father. Please, Lord, help me. Please, Lord, send the finances. Please, Lord, I want to pay my child support. Lord, please, I want to I want to do good to my enemy, to my ex-wife. Lord, I want to do good to my kids. Lord, I've begged them. I have begged them. And he just kept telling me, just wait. Just wait. Just trust me. And I have waited, and I have waited, and I have waited. And I have clung to him in faith. I've climbed up in his lap every morning in his word. I've had days where I wanted to quit so many times, and I just said, God, please help me get through today. And he helped me. He helped me. Oh, God, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for what you've done in my heart, God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Please help me to deny myself. Please help me to deny myself. Oh, God, I'm so thankful. I'm overwhelmed by the thought of what's going to happen when money starts coming in from this. And I can pay my child support and I can send my kids gifts and I don't have to tell them I can't come see them anymore. This morning I turned to 
I turn to Job chapter 40. Just by providence. And I saw where God began to speak back to Job. Speak back to Job. And then I, I got to verse... Verse 10 of chapter 42. And it says, After Job had prayed for his friends, the Lord made him prosperous again and gave him twice as much as he had before. And I felt like God was telling me to pray for my friends, all the ones that have betrayed me and loved me. And I did, and I prayed for them. And I wondered if God was telling me to do that because he's going to bless me. I feel like God has told me over and over that what He's going to do in my life will cause others to fear and put their trust in Him. And just this morning I read these words in Job. And it says that all His brothers and sisters and everyone who had known Him before came and ate with Him in His house and they comforted they comforted and consoled Him over all the trouble the Lord had brought upon Him. I have written in my Bible... That I've had visions of a party like that where one day I can celebrate God's goodness and I can invite everybody, even those who doubted and slandered me, I can invite them and let them see that God is faithful. Let them see that God was with me. Let them see that the words I spoke to them were true and that all the promises that God made to me about blessing me, about my enduring the promises of James 5.11, we consider blessed those who persevere for you. have heard of Job's perseverance and what the Lord finally brought about. For the Lord is full of mercy and compassion. And that my promises that I have for Laura to be my wife, for her children to be my children, for my children to be with me, for me to have finances to bless my enemies. God Almighty, I wait. Let it be, Father. Let it be, God, that this is the second half of my life more blessed than the first. Father, I love you and thank you. Thank you, Jesus. May it be to me according to the Spirit. May it be to me according to your words and your promises, Father. May it be that many see and that this testimony is a testimony of your faithfulness, God. Your amazing faithfulness. I believe you for these good things, God, and I trust you. Only help me to stay the course and stay the path and continue to persevere until these things come to pass. And when they do, God, may I steward them faithfully before you, God, all the days of my life to bring you glory and honor and praise among the people. Father, it is my living desire to bear fruit for you, Jesus Christ, and to bring your name glory. I love you. I have begged you to give me a story that brings your name glory. I've begged you to make a big deal out of me, God, so that I can make a big deal out of you. I've begged you to promote me, God, so that I can promote you. For you to bless me so that I can bless others, Lord. Father, may your will be done in these things, God. May I be prepared to receive the fullness of whatever whatever you would have for me, God. You've given me love for my enemies. You've given me a magnificent obsession for you. You've increased my wisdom and my understanding, God. And I thank you. Thank you so much for what you've done in my heart, God. Bless me now, God, with my Laura. 
Bless me now, God, with my children. Bless me now, God, with finances and bless the work of my hands to change the lives and the hearts of people back to you, God, back to you. I ask you this, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Oh my goodness, I ended the recording. It's 9.55, praise God. It's 9.55 right now as I end the recording. Oh, thank you, God. A wife of noble character. And it's 212. Oh, God, thank you, Lord. Thank you. I looked down and it was 212. On the recording, 2102 or 212, and there it is right there. It's 212 as I'm speaking it. There it is. I have given you right now. It's 21 minutes and 20, 20 some odd seconds. God putting together the 955 and 212. Oh, God, thank you. Thank you, Father. Those are both Laura's numbers. 955 is a wife of noble character, is her husband's crown. And 212 is Laura's number. I just told Jennifer, uh, Jenny last night this whole story. And I just explained this to her last night that 212 is Psalm 212 and he has given you the desires of your heart. He has granted you the desires of your heart. He has not withheld the request of your lips. I just shared that with Jenny last night. You have granted him the desire of his heart and have not withheld the request of his lips. You have welcomed him with rich blessings and placed the crown of pure gold on his head. And Laura's name means Victor's crown. Victor's crown, another number that I showed her last night was 1001. Here's 955 right here in my Bible. I've just accidentally turned to it right here. And actually on page 954, which covers Proverbs 12. Proverbs 12 goes from page 954 to 955, and in the center is 12.4. A wife of noble character is her husband's crown. And 10.01 is the other number that God has always shown me about Laura, one of the ways that He's always confirmed. And 10.01 is Psalm, or a Song of Psalms, chapter 3, and it points to verse 11. And it says, come out, you daughters of Zion, and look at King Solomon wearing the crown, the crown with which his mother crowned him on the day of his wedding, the day his heart rejoiced. And I have written in my Bible, my heart longs for Laura to be my crown. <clears throat> I wrote on December 27th of 2013, 
Oh, how I pray. This is why I've been seeing 1001 so much in 311 this morning, because it is verse, chapter 3, verse 11 on page 1001. And God has made it clear to me so many times that Laura is to be my wife. I mean, even the day that I met her, 9-21-2012 is 2-12 twice when you write it out in numbers. I mean, that is incredible. I am just so, oh, I'm so thankful. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus.